everyone, Bran Bronzebeard here from Warcraft. I'm here to tell you to like this show so much that you go over... <laughs> I, I can't keep it up, guys. The inner Bran Bronzebeard is too strong for me. Hey, it's Michael. Uh, I just wanted to say real fast, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're so excited to have you here, and if you like this show... Be sure to go over to MultiplayerSquad.com so you can get more exciting bonus content like our Quick Takes episodes. And we would really appreciate that because we are definitely an independent podcast that is listener-funded, and it really helps us out to continue bringing you guys great content like what you're about to hear. All right, on to the show! What's up, everyone? This is the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a group of three dads that release two pods weekly on the subject of gaming. Please make sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave a written review. And if you like what we do here and want to help support the show and get two bonus episodes every week, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page, where support starts at $5 a month. Come hit us up on socials at MultiplayerPod, and come hang out with us on Discord, which is completely free. There's a link in the episode description. It is a great way to talk to me, the other guys, and other listeners of the show. Today is a Twig episode where we break down This Week in Gaming. I can't wait to get into it. But first, we need some introductions, which also have some built-in hints of the stories that we're going to talk about. I am your host, Paul. And joining me, he's got his eye on a rare Pokemon card, but he's not too sure how he's going to pay for it yet. It's Josh. Oh, I, I found the best way, guys. Let me tell you. You know a guy? I know a guy that knows a guy that might be in jail. Ideas oh, open to you. And then also, he's been playing a lot of Elden Ring lately. And he's been going bananas. It's Michael. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to tell you guys about this episode. Uh, Josh called dibs on the funniest story of the lifetime, so I won't spoil it here. But it is bananas. By the way, when I think of bananas, I, I try to spell bananas, and all I think of is that Gwen Stefani song, and that's how I spell bananas. Oh, yes. B a n a n a s. No one has spelled bananas wrong since that song came out. What a great thing! What a great gift to society. <laughs> it's kind of like YMCA. Right. Nobody's ever spelled yeah. that wrong since th that song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I would love to know how you could possibly right? spell it wrong. It's at but the YMCA. Uh, uh, oh, no. uh, oh, you failed. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. Paul wanted to know. There you go. So for those of you out there listening, if you are new to this uh, format of episode, it's where we just talk about the last week. Sometimes we talk about the games we've been playing. Sometimes we talk about recent news stories. I think all of us have been pretty swamped with our upcoming deep dive games. But the good news is that there was no shortage of news stories that I found very interesting this week. Throughout the week, Josh, Michael, and I basically find articles that we think are interesting. We put them into a doc. This week, we ended up with like a good eight or nine in here. Plenty of stuff that we can talk about. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw it to you guys. All right, what what story do you guys want to start with? I mean, there's been so many hints as to this first story, so we we got to just lead the show off with this, guys. Let it roll. We got to do it. I, I mean, some would say that the news this week was crazy. Others would say it was bananas. Uh, see, you see, that's why. I, 
So we've all been playing Elden Ring. We're about to deep dive Elden Ring. It's, you know, it's the talk of the town right now. We're not trying to beat a dead horse, but, you know, when, when there's a game that's, you know, worldwide, you know, it, it commands news. And we all know how difficult this game is under the best circumstances. Yep. Well, there was a streamer that beat Godric, which is the second boss and one of the harder bosses in the beginning of the game, using bananas as his controller. <laughs> I can't I can't write and, and now when this news article came up, I went, okay, I've I've seen people doing crazy things, but how do you use bananas as an actual controller? Right. And thank goodness that this news article came with a video of this guy that engineered a controller and I, I'm, not, I'm no engineer, but there's a bunch of wires that go out of the controller to a slew of bananas. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then when you touch the banana, it corresponds to a controller input. <laughs> and it is as absolutely crazy as it sounds to watch this guy hook these bananas up and be like, okay, this is forward. And then he touches the banana and this guy starts running forward. And they're like, dude, there is no way. And before you know it, this guy is tickling these bananas like he's Beethoven, <laughs> man. And he is fighting bosses and wrecking house. And it's just the most insane thing I think I have seen. I just, I'm adding nothing to this podcast right now because I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard thinking about this. And it's funny because the gameplay was actually pretty good. Like, you're watching him stream, you're watching him move around and dodge and attack, and you're like, I'm not even that good. And this guy's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> If you just saw the video footage, you would not know that this guy's playing with a wild setup. Yeah, no way. So to give him to give him a shout out, his name is Super Lewis sixty four, and he calls himself a controller bender, which is pretty hilarious. His entire channel is nothing but him playing games using unconventional controllers. So to give you some examples, he's got stuff like playing Sekiro with a DDR pad. He plays Overwatch as Sombra using a Nintendo Power Glove. Oh my goodness. He plays Dark Souls with DK Bongos. Wow. I mean, this is like my old joke where I would talk about playing games using a guitar from Guitar Hero, but this guy's Super Lewis 64. He's been doing it all along. And uh yeah, for this one he had 11 bananas that were all mapped. He did not have all the buttons mapped, which he realizes that he did not have enough bananas as he was sending not up enough his bananas. system. <laughs> not enough. He had 11. And they're all just sprawled across his table. And he's got four of them set up kind of like WASD. So he's got up, down, left, and right, you know, in that orientation. But then the rest, he just has to remember... And he like kind of like gives them names, you know, where he's like, all right, horse banana. And then he like <laughs> smacks that banana. And then all of a sudden torrent is summoned and he's up on his mount. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely hysterical. I can it see is. somebody playing something like Contra or, you know, maybe like a side scroller with bananas. But no, he's full on like jumping around, dashing, doing this game right. With bananas, which, of course, you know, are very conventional for a balanced breakfast, but not conventional for video gameplay. I do love the fact that at one point in the video, he goes, this smells so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I like a banana, but one of the, like, I don't know if you've ever thrown a banana. I eat in my car for work a lot of times, and I have, like, a little mini trash can in my car. 
And it's like, if I eat a banana and I throw that in the trash can and it sits in my car for a couple hours, that smell oh. to me is terrible. Like, yeah. I don't know how a yeah. fruit can taste so good and then smell so bad right afterwards. So I can only imagine the suffering that this guy is going through to make these videos. But it is, <laughs> right. yeah, he legitimately, fi- you can see him figure it out. And before you know it, he's touching like two bananas at once to move diagonally. And oh, yeah. Yep. I, yeah, the guy literally starts being like a banana maestro. And it's amazing. You really have to see it to appreciate it. But the, this story, I think, just cracked all of us up. Yeah. So first of all, um, bananas are disgusting. Um, not a fan at all. I don't like any fruit, though. I'm a huge vegetable fan, but oh, you're I mean, weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I've never liked fruit. I don't have a sweet tooth, though. Like, I don't like. I don't like ice cream or cake. I like cheesecake, but you know, I mean, it's cheese. More cheese than cake, right? But that I just I my mind is blown, and I have to watch more of this guy's videos. Like, and, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Dude, I went back and I was watching his old videos. The one that I think made me laugh the hardest is where he hooks up an ice cube tray to where if he touches the ice cubes, those are his controls. But he starts like freezing his fingers because he has to keep (laughs) holding on forward. And he just starts yelling. He's like, my fingers. He's like, they hurt so bad. And so basically what he ends up doing is saying like, can I beat Dark Souls 3 before my ice cubes melt? And that was like his challenge on just one of his random videos. But yeah, what a what a cool streamer, you know, video uh, content creator. I thought it was such a neat channel, such a funny idea. And especially for such hard games, like his channel's yeah, got right. some of the easier stuff, but Sekiro, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, like he's not afraid of those. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our second story of the week. Uh, Michael, uh, do you want to introduce this next one yeah. regarding uh, Pokemon cards? Yeah, this one blew my mind a little bit, too. <laughs> it's it's not quite B-A-N-A-N-A-S, um, but it, mm-hmm. it is it is still bananas. Um, so, headline reads, man sentenced to three years in federal prison over Pokemon card. And instantly, I'm like, hmm, it's going to pique my interest just a tiny bit, at least. Uh, so, apparently... Um, you know, there's several loans. Obviously, you know, uh, there was some hardships that happened through COVID and times were tough. And so the government said, hey, we're going to set up a specialized loan. We're going to make it so that, you know, folks can get money they need to support their family. Uh, but again, that's to support your family and not to support buying a $57,000 Charizard card, which this gentleman mm-hmm. did. And now the DOJ is like, uh, hold on a minute. And so, uh, long story short, I know too late, he has 36 months in, in prison now because a man actually used a COVID loan to buy a Charizard card. Blows my mind. So, he committed a few no-nos. A little, little bit. This. Yeah. This is a guy, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Vinath Odomsini. I'm not sure like what race or ethnicity he is, but he lives in Georgia, and he fraudulently applied for this loan pretending to own a business with 10 employees when in fact he does not own a business at all and was and was given an $85,000 loan and was given an $85,000 loan he spent the 57,000 on I, I have it down here it's a first edition shadowless holographic charizard that has a 9.5 gem mint rating all right now I guess what he ended up having to plead guilty for was wire fraud. And so he is going to be in a federal prison for three years. 
And then when he is released, he's going to have three years of supervised release. Oh, wow. But here's here's the worst part. Not only does he have to pay back the $85,000 loan, he also has to pay a $10,000 fine on top of that. And he had to forfeit the card to the FBI, who handed it over to the U.S. Marshals. They're going to auction off the Charizard card and give that money back to the Small Business Administration, or the SBA, as you may have heard from them. So this guy doesn't even get to like just pay back the loan and keep the card. He literally had to also surrender what he bought from it and come up with all this money on top. Dude, everybody knows you bury your loot instantly and tell them you can't find it. Okay. <laughs> would, would you uh, put it in coffee cans and bury it underneath well, you your gotta house, You got to put Josh? it in the protective sleeves. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows you put your Pokemon cards in the protective sleeves. And then, yes, you bury it. How this guy was like, oh, okay, here's the card back. I, I mean, criminals are just so dumb nowadays. I didn't even know that, first of all, there was $60,000 Pokemon cards. And oh, also, even higher. Some have gone 300000 That's yeah. insane. What, like, why? What, what do you do with these things? They're just collector items. Like, I, I, I collected Pokemon cards when I was in high school. That's when they came out. And now that all of us have kids that are that age... There was a huge resurgence at the beginning of COVID where you couldn't find Pokemon cards anywhere. They were getting snatched up. And I think people who now ended up with a little bit of money and they were bored during COVID started buying and collecting these old rare Pokemon cards, which really drove the price up. I I think this guy bought the Charizard card thinking it was going to be an investment. I'm guessing that he thought, if I hang on to this for another few months or a couple years, I can probably double or triple my money. But instead, he got caught. I don't even know how he got caught, but he did. He, he he did not get away with this. Yeah, crime doesn't pay, people, if you don't stash your loot. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I mean, on the concept of investing right now, like, we've seen what's happened with car prices and stuff. Like, this is not a buy high or buy low sell high time. So, I don't know. It's it's bananas. And that's... It's, I just think it's, it's, Am I the only one that feels like this is like the third or fourth story that we've covered in the last few months that has to do with video gaming and fraud and people going to jail? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, Bowser. I mean, we had the guy that was hacking the Nintendo Switch. We've yeah, got Bowser. this guy. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those like you would think it's video games, people. Like, don't commit video game fraud crimes stuffs. And yet there's news stories all the time about it. Oh, it's too funny. Now, if you guys ended up with $85,000, what what do you think you would do with it? What what would you invest it in or what would you buy? I would probably buy yeah, yeah, Josh would just bury it. He'd, he'd, like, he'd, he'd put, he'd, first of all, he'd, he'd make it like individual C notes, like the, the $100 bills, put them in protective sleeves and then bury them in the Nevada desert somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you do a couple years time and then you're rich when you get out. So I, mm. I know that I was guilty of starting an alt in Lost Ark yesterday. And, uh, and then I was also guilty of giving them a hundred of my hard-earned dollars for gems. So my first thought is, man, pay for convenience in Lost Ark. I could probably, <laughs> $85,000 worth of blue gems. I don't even want to oh, think man. about that. Yeah, I know. 
You would, you'd get a lot of blue gems. I, I would. That's, that's for sure. In all, in all honesty, <laughs> if I had $85,000, I'd spend it all on virtual slot machines that can't earn me any money back. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that story slots. too. I see what you did there, man. <laughs> you might want to invest it in bananas because uh, I hear people are using them yeah. <laughs> not just for eating. <laughs> it's the new controller. <laughs> it's a new currency yeah. of bananas. Oh, man. It's a lot cheaper than if you're, uh, you know, Razor v2 keyboard breaks you know it's a lot cheaper just to go get some bananas oh man all right so i think those were our two favorite stories of the week we did also have some big events so sony held a state of play event on march 9th and i don't know how you guys feel like i always get a little excited when i see nintendo direct sony state of play and i and i don't watch them live but i love seeing the recaps and i pulled this one up Guys, there was absolutely oh, nothing about this one that I found interesting. Terrible, dude. <laughs> it's like, what was it? The last Nintendo Direct, we kind of went, this was a little bit of a snooze fest. There really wasn't yeah. anything. I think Splatoon 3 and like one other game from the Nintendo Direct were like, okay, like if you're a big fan, like maybe that got you excited. But this state of play was just boring, man. There is nothing that excited me about this at all. Like I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Like that those were my cartoons like growing up and I mean I had the toys and all that stuff and you know Cowabunga was huge at my school when I was a kid you know but like other than that there's not much to be excited about. No, I I I can say that that my fa- one of my favorite video games of all time is definitely the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. We did, uh, when we made our top 10 list, that almost made the list, but that was the only interesting thing about this one was they mentioned one of my favorite games. Yeah. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collection that's coming out, I think it's called the Cowabunga Collection. Mm-hmm. It's 13 older TMNT games that are all bundled, but they're like super old they're ones that were in the arcades they're on nes super nintendo sega genesis and game boy um i don't know how much of this i should uh say out loud but if you guys want to play any of those games i do know someone who has a pc that's full of emulators and roms i don't know that you need to wait (laughs) i was gonna say yeah all of these are gonna be just (laughs) massively emulated Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. like there's nothing new coming out for sure and the newest the, the, the newest one on this list is Sega Genesis. Like that's the, yeah, newest, that's the newest platform. One. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are super. I, I mean, the four-player co-op Ninja Turtles is the a best. lot of fun. It really, really is. Um, but it's also pretty dated. So this is not like we're getting a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game out of this. I'll say this: the only other thing that even remotely kind of made me raise an eyebrow was that Exo Primal game. Did you guys see that? Any video on that one? The dinosaur one. It's like a eh. dinosaur horde shooter. Eh. You know, I mean, I feel like it's all been done before, but who doesn't love dinosaurs? And I feel like they really <laughs> did capture like the horde mode part of it. And it seems like it's character based. So, you know, you've got like healers and tanks and stuff like that. Like, I'm cautiously intrigued a little. Like, I give it one eyebrow of interest. You know, like I was watching this video and I kind of went, eh? Like one eyebrow up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How many, how many bananas would you give it? Uh, two. 
at this okay. point. <laughs> Two I, just, I wanted to make sure we're set. We're level setting the. Oh, the we are on an eight banana scale, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I give it two. It's <laughs> too many bananas. You know, I, I I do like dinosaurs. I kind of struggle thinking of any good dinosaur games like Turok back in the day oh, was kind was of fun. Great. Oh, what? Turok no, dude. Incredible. Turok was amazing. Turok was good. It, it was a fun game, but like uh, you have Ark and you had Primal Rage back in the day. I kind of struggle thinking of like great dinosaur there's games. There's a uh there's a a current I think it's in early access still. I wish listed it, but it's called like Primal Instinct or Primal something. It's like a it's a four person it's like Left 4 Dead but with dinosaurs basically. Oh, yeah. Um Exo Primal looks like they've done it a lot better than that game has. I'd have to go remember the it's on my wish list, but it's it's gone down to like $8 and I still haven't bought it. <laughs> Which tells you something, <laughs> you know. That's like I don't know why this is still on my wish list at this point. But I I, that's that. one half eyebrow raised, right? Right, yeah. right. Or a thir- yeah. roughly a third of a banana. Um, I don't know how the math <laughs> works out there, but it does. Just ignore what I'm saying and just listen to my words. Um, no, I played actually played the uh, that Jurassic Park like park builder game. I can't remember what it was called now for like Jurassic three hours. World Evolution, Dino or something. Dino Park yeah, Tycoon. That was, that was uh, all right. Yeah. yeah, and then also, I mean, Rampage has a giant lizard, so that could kind of be a dinosaur is game. He a and I would say that makes the best one ever that's yeah. like calling godzilla a dinosaur though that's true yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know, know that it counts yeah i'm gonna but i'm gonna veto that yeah i'm not that inven- did remind me of dino park tycoon that was that's probably the best dinosaur game ever made i'm definitely not invested enough to argue about it so i think you're right josh <laughs> yes of course i'm uh, right <laughs> go- going back just one second to ninja turtles since that was also my childhood favorite uh michael who was your uh, TMNT favorite? Dude, dude. My name is Michael. It was obviously Michelangelo. And he had nunchucks, <laughs> okay, dude. Fair enough. Although I did I did get, you know, when when we were kids, we had like those little costumes where you, you know, you tie it around your head and you had like the uh, Michael I definitely was guilty of hitting myself in the face way too many times with these plastic with nunchucks. The nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. So to the detriment <laughs> of myself, I was Michelangelo. Oh, nice. Now I know I was a big Donatello fan. Josh, I think you said you would pick Donatello in the games too, right? Or am I remembering that wrong? I mean, let's be honest, the staff everybody can twirl a staff around. So when you're playing as a kid, Donatello is the easiest because you can just pick up a stick and now you're Donatello. Yeah. But I, I, you didn't have katanas. I mean, I didn't have katanas sitting Side around. Eggs. Like honestly, in the game, it's like, oh, I want the katanas. But I always, for some reason, I told you guys, I went through this like ninja phase when I was a kid. Uh, I bought like Chinese stars and all that kind of stuff. And for some reason, the size, Raphael's size, I always thought were mm-hmm. the coolest looking weapons. Like they're not nearly as lethal as twin katanas would be right but they have that cool fact it's like the uzi of the 80s you know it's like the size were like that oh man that weapon's so cool looking so i I did actually lean towards Raphael just because of how cool his weapons were which is funny because i think Raphael's typically the one that kind of gets dismissed you know it's like everyone's like hey i can play with the bow or you know leonardo was the leader he had the katanas he was the oldest i think and uh, and Michelangelo, of course, was I mean by far the he's coolest. a party dude. Yeah, he's a party yeah. dude. Pizza time and and but Raphael's just like what what do you do? He got size. He's cool but rude. Yeah, that's that's his shtick. I I, I will say one of my all time favorite lines in a movie. I don't remember if it's Turtles one or Turtles two, but it's when Raphael gets kidnapped and as the turtles are trying to sneak into where he's like tied up, they say it's Raph, and then the other guy goes 
it's a little too raff, <laughs> which really made me laugh as a kid. I, I thought that was the the greatest joke ever written. My favorite right, line ever from any video game movie is definitely trust the fungus from Super Mario Brothers, just because what? <laughs> r- hold trust on. The fungus. Trust the fungus. All right. I don't think I've ever said that in my entire life, except for just now. And I don't think I ever will again. No one's ever spoken those right. words. <laughs> Seriously. All right. And then, guys, we, we got to talk about Doc. Oh, All right. the Doc. Doc. <laughs> Dr. Disrespect. Uh, back in the early days of COVID, I believe it was during the summer of 2020, Dr. Disrespect got banned permanently from Twitch, which was a huge news story at the time. There were all kinds of rumors uh, and speculation over what caused the ban. You know, Doc was one year into a two-year exclusivity deal with Twitch, and he had four million subscribers. He is actually the very first streamer that I ever watched. I didn't really care about streaming at all until I started seeing Doc videos, and I was like, who's this guy with this goofy mustache and, like, the headset? And um, he ended up being banned permanently, and he did have a little bit of a checkered history. There was, like, a two-week ban when he filmed a live stream from a public restroom, which is against the terms of service and some things like that. But it's not like he was exactly known for huge controversies. You know, there was some stuff here and there over using Asian accents and, you know, things that are, 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 you know, maybe not the best things to do online. But for him to get permanently banned was really strange. And he ended up taking Twitch to court. They ended up settling the legal dispute earlier this week. And the only thing that we know is that both sides are stating that they are not admitting to any wrongdoing but they have settled the dispute outside of court. I love Dr. Disrespect. He is the guy that got me into watching streamers. Like I I don't do much watching of video games unless I'm watching a review trailer or gameplay footage of an upcoming game or something like that. My thinking is if I've got an hour for video games, I'd rather play them than watch them. But that said, there are a few streamers that I really enjoy watching, and Dr. Disrespect is probably at the top of that list. I find him hilarious. He's got a certain level of crudeness that my brain just like finds funny. I know he's not necessarily like family friendly all the time or anything, but he just, it makes me laugh. He's, he's a little bit of a troll. He's got a little bit of crudeness to him that I just find hilarious. I, I like Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo. You know, there's, there's a few guys that I'll actually sit and watch some footage of or, you know, their stream from time to time. And man, when he got banned from Twitch, this was mega news. I mean, mega news because you don't just ban the doc from Twitch. And the crazy thing is, nobody knew why. And he wouldn't come out and say it. Like, nobody to this day, we still don't yeah. know 100%. Right. Now, there's a lot of theories behind it, you know, and it's like, but he has not come out and said why he got banned. Twitch has not said why he got banned. Um, and so, you know, rightfully, so he fought that and he took Twitch to court. And while the news story is, you know, this has been settled, neither party admits fault. You know, Dr. Disrespect was the one doing the suing. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> which, which means Twitch paid up to make right. this go away. Well, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, it has 4 million viewers, right? That's a lot of income. That's an insane amount of income. It's. I remember the two biggest stories, I think, from Twitch were, were obviously when Ninja left and when... Doctor disrespect, mixer. yeah. For mix, like, come on, all right. Oh, he's back. Goodness. He's back now, isn't he? Of course, he he's back. back. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that's that's a huge thing. Like, and and then from Twitch's standpoint, like, it must have been something super egregious because they don't want people leaving their platform, and if they ban him, he's gonna go somewhere else, like YouTube. So it's I, I mean, it's all gonna come out in the wash, anyways. We're gonna see what happened at some point, but it's it's just it's bonkers. Um, and also, I agree with you guys. I think Doctor Disrespect is an absolute gem to watch. He. Definitely, you know, sometimes would not want to watch around my kids or anything like that. But I always, I always have a soft spot for people who play characters, you know. And he is a character, yeah. and I just, I want to hear what he's gonna say next because he's just, <laughs> he's spot on. His wit is just so quick, and I find myself laughing out loud often. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching him when PUBG took off. Like that's when I started watching streamers, and it was a lot of Doc and Shroud, and I just remember like being shocked at how good these people were at sniping with the car 98 oh, yeah. in PUBG, it was wild like even sometimes like iron sights from 100 plus meters and hitting headshots but yeah he's definitely a character a lot of fun to watch i don't know that we'll ever get the full story but these twitch bans are kind of a weird thing like they will ban people for showing their feet on Twitch, okay, so which I kind of get. But then you have other people who will spit vodka into their cat's mouth and throw cats behind them, and there's no banning whatsoever. And it just kind of seems very arbitrary, like what Twitch bans for and the fact that they don't tell you a reason, and it's all just very odd. It's, it's tough to... I mean, uh, there's... You know, it's kind of like podcasting, right? There's 5 billion podcasts out there and there's 5 billion people that are all trying to be a Twitch streamer, you know? And so it's insanely difficult to break through to any sort of level of success. Like you can do it for fun. Absolutely. And I think that's what the majority of people do and for the social interaction and that stuff. But to actually find any measure of success doing that is extremely rare. And so Mm -hmm. when that happens, and you get vaulted to this top tier status only to have the rug yanked out from under you because Twitch owns their platform and they can they can do whatever they want with it and if they say hey you're banned you know they can they have the right to do that now obviously there's some legalities involved there but you know this could have been you know the end of Dr Disrespect's career so to speak when this ban happened you know, and and there was a time when he was forced to go to YouTube where, you know, he was saying, hey, this was a huge financial hit for me. I have like a quarter of the people of the viewers that I had from Twitch and things like that. But it's just, I can only imagine the like frustration and fear that kind of goes into, I, I made it. I'm one of the, the few people in the world that have reached this level of popularity. And then yoink, it's all gone in a second because Twitch says, yeah, you're banned for some unknown reason that we won't communicate to anybody. I still think it shows, though, that, you know, his brand as as an entertainer, he's almost bigger than Twitch because, uh, you know, just like we were discussing before the podcast, he has as many followers now on YouTube as he had on Twitch, which I think is incredible. But you're right. It takes a lot of work. Like I, I a couple of years ago, I, I streamed to Twitch just a little bit. 
And I can say it's it's so hard because you have to be consistent. You have to put on a face. If you're having a bad day, you can't be having a bad day. You've got to interact with people. And to think of four million people that like consistently go and watch this guy, that's huge. And I, I think it's cool that he's found success elsewhere, but you're right. It's it's an insane amount of work. And I think the lawsuit, obviously we don't know what happened, but the lawsuit makes sense that he's like, I put in all this work, I did all this, and now it's just gone? Like, snap of the fingers. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it seems like he's rebounded at least fairly well, but yeah, to be a streamer that actually has... TV commercials and energy drinks and one of the biggest streamers in the world. I, I'm, I, I wish we could get the full story. Maybe there'll be a documentary on it or something one day. Who knows? I, I would love to find out. Didn't he have a cameo in Free Guy? I don't know if he did or not. So there, there I was a lot of Free Guy, but I think he did. I think he did have a cameo in Free Guy, maybe. Yeah, you very well could be right. Well, guys, that's all that we have time for here today. Oh, Paul. So- oh, that went fast. <laughs> It did go fast. But Dad, for those of <laughs> for those of you out there listening, uh, make sure to tune in on Monday. We are going to have a deep dive episode on Elden Ring, which we cannot wait to talk about. Yes. And uh, what what was that, Josh? I said yes. <laughs> We've played so much Elden Ring. It'll be nice to finally be able to talk about it and give all of our thoughts on that game. And then the following deep dive after that will be Red Dead Redemption Two, and. Uh, Basically, if you want to play the same games as us, go pick those up, put in a little bit of time, or go watch your favorite streamer. There are plenty of streamers for Elden Ring, all the content you could possibly want, and uh, I think that's it. So we'll be back on Monday with that deep dive, and we'll see you guys then. I can't wait to (laughs) fight you guys over Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Oh. (laughs) Who says there's going to be fighting, Josh? Oh, me. Me. I'm curious, by the way, because, you know, j- just for the listeners, we don't talk about the game with each other because we want to have an, a non-biased opinion we bring to the deep dive episodes just to, to service you guys. I have no idea how these guys feel about this game, and I'm excited to talk about it. It'll, it'll be an interesting episode, so tune in for that one, and we'll see you all on Monday. All right. See you, everybody. Cheers, all.